It's time to discover the latest tips, advice and how-tos in the world of influencer marketing. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas. I'm the host of this Marketing Focus podcast. If you are not familiar with our format, well, each month we focus on a different marketing method. This month it's partnerships. And each week I interview a different marketing method expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. In our Partnership Marketing Month, we have gone into partnering with retailers, partnering with your customers and affiliate marketing. And we're finishing up with the one you hear the most about, influencer marketing. I have an amazing guest who really knows this sector inside and out. And she's going to be sharing some brilliant tips and tricks with you on how to get started effectively with influencer marketing, how to save the time and legwork, how to make the most of your influencer marketing relationships to super boost all of your marketing activity. And she's got some brilliant tips on what's working right now in the channel as well. We're just about to meet her. But before we do, please check out our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the email and SMS platform built just for e-commerce brands. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Klaviyo comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online online store and tech stack. Request a demo at klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Today I'm chatting with influencer marketing expert Magda Hawala. Magda is the Director of Marketing Strategy at Aspire, the influencer marketing platform for high growth e-commerce brands that's being used by over 700 of you to manage your influencer marketing. Magda's been deep in the world of creating influencer marketing partnerships that drive sales since 2015. So it's really awesome to have someone with her depth of experience here to help us all. Hello, Magda. Hello, Chloe. Thank you so much for having me. It's brilliant to have you here. How did, back in 2015, I don't think barely anyone was talking influencer marketing. So how did you end up in this marvelous space of influencer marketing? It really was just happenstance. I stumbled into it. I studied marketing in college. And I remember one of my professors saying, the majority of you will have a job in the marketing field that doesn't exist today. And that was me. When I entered college, influencer marketing did not exist, or at least it didn't exist the way it does today. There's always been celebrity endorsements, things like that. But yeah, I started right out of the gate as a social media manager uh, at a startup in the Bay Area that quickly transformed into managing influencers. Once we saw how impactful influencers were for our small business, Uh, Cut to today, I oversee influencer strategy for all of our enterprise brands, put together the content for some of our more emerging brands, people that are just getting started and everything in between. Um, But yeah, really decided to continue my career in influencer marketing just because I was able to see how transformative an influencer partnership can be for a business really across the board. So you say it's transformative. So for those who are going, oh, I'm not sure I want to do influencers, why 
in your, you know, for you, as you see with all the brands you're working with, the big ones and the tiny ones, why is influencer marketing something that ought to be part of their marketing mix this year? Absolutely. I think a lot of the skepticism comes from two different places. One is brands not fully understanding the impact of influencer. They'll say, hey, we know we should do this. Our competitors are working with influencers. Let's put a couple thousand dollars towards it and let it run on its own. Just tick that box. We've done it. Doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah. Send it to someone else to worry about. And, you know, that's fine as, as a test. But ultimately, if you don't go into it with a clear goal in mind, it is going to be very hard to understand the impact. And I think the other reason why people have some skepticism is the term influencer sort of had a negative connotation, even in probably at its most negative was around 2017. People thought of it as fluffy, as something that wasn't authentic, that wasn't real. But today we're seeing that influencer marketing is positioned to be a $15 billion industry in 2022. And that's up from $13.8 billion, I believe, the previous year. Why are people continuing to put money into this? It is because with new types of content, think TikTok, think more video content, influencers really are changing the game for brands because of their personalities. It's not just about the beautiful content they create. They're able to tell brand stories through their unique perspective in a way that really is resonating today more than it ever has before. It feels to me like it's a it's a marketing method which has reached maturity. I know there's still a lot of cool stuff that's going to happen over the next five, 10 years in the space. I'm sure there is, but it feels like it's kind of gone from the beginnings and people aren't quite sure about it or how to do it to a really solid marketing platform with tried and tested ways to make it work for you and a marketplace of creators out there who who know what they're doing and know how to deliver well for brands. Absolutely. Influencer has graduated to the adults table at Thanksgiving, if you will. Um, Perfect is, analogy. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it is something that is no longer a an aside project for a social media intern to run, for example, which was my first experience with it. It is now at the center of so many digital marketing campaigns. An example is uh, a probiotic soda brand, Poppy. They are doing an out-of-home marketing campaign in New York, basically focused on bringing all of their TikTok creativity to the streets of New York. Think billboards, think out-of-home marketing. It is really something that they're taking kind of those tactics from social media and bringing it into their larger marketing mix. And we're also, you know, we're seeing this across the board with so many different brands where it's not just a one-off thing that lives on social media. Brands are inviting influencers to be a part of product development, giving them first glimpse at new packaging, getting their feedback. They are inviting these influencers to attend events and tracking uptick in event attendees as a result of having these people there. Um, They're using influencers' content on all of their paid ads, website, email marketing. It is just so much more integrated than it was before. So ultimately, that's why it's so much easier for brands to justify spend. They're saying, hey, I'm getting five different data points of value, if you will, from this one partnership that I wouldn't be able to get through another marketing channel. Definitely going to, you know, add more fuel to that fire. And it solves a lot of problems that brands have. I mean, we last month on the show, we were all about Facebook ads and talking about how creative is now super important, which is a bit of a shock for many e-commerce businesses because, you know, the marketing team have the skill of 
targeting and analysis and data. And all of a sudden you're going, oh, by the way, we've now got to get excellent at creative, but at a whole level above what we've done before. And seeing a lot of brands getting actually rather than building like an in-house creative team, they're using their influencers to do that for you. And it's, it's almost become in my mind, inseparable, the value of the creative that you can use elsewhere and the value of the promotion. Yeah, absolutely. So the organic component is so important. You're getting access to these influencers. Audience, this influencer has spent years and years building trust with this audience. So having that product placement, that promotion is super important. But having a paid component to it or figuring out ways that influencers can impact your paid strategy really is kind of the aha moment or the light bulb moment for a lot of brand marketers. So for example, uh, Ruggable, they are all focused on driving down cost per acquisition. So the way they do that is by running ads through influencers' accounts, featuring Ruggable in the influencers' content. Instead of the ad coming from Ruggable featuring a branded piece of content, it is coming from the influencer. And ultimately, you get that third-party validation. You get that proof that this is a product that this person loves. So really, we're seeing that you're exactly right. The organic side of things is really important, but ultimately having access to influencers to basically create unlimited assets for your brand is critical, particularly in a world where creative matters so much and creative goes stale so fast. The amount of assets you need would be nearly impossible for a brand to create on their own. Yeah, it, it's an unsatiable beast, isn't it? You just, you can't feed enough. Um, Absolutely. So we we know we've kind of got this uh, this helpful problem-solving aspect of the creative, but the actual, going back to the, the kind of like the pure promotional part, them posting about your product on whichever platform it might be, I, th- I think a lot of people just track that post to those clicks to that sale, but it has an impact beyond that, doesn't it? We shouldn't just be tracking the clicks to the sale from each individual post. Yes, absolutely. I always say that there's so much value that you're leaving on the table if you're just looking at one metric, especially right now with inflation and with the recession and marketing budgets being cut down, you want every marketing initiative to serve as many purposes as possible. And that really is where influencer sits. So instead of just looking at an influencer posts, they have an affiliate link, and I'm just tracking how many clicks and sales that link drove, you want to take a more pulled back approach. Think Take keeping an eye on your organic search. Once that influencer posted, are you seeing an uptick in organic search for your brand? Think about um, how influencers are driving future sales. So maybe the person isn't shopping today. They see that affiliate link, but once it comes time to make a purchase decision, they have your brand top of mind because of the repetition of the influencer's posts. It is kind of a multi-pronged strategy where you want to be mindful of the ever important brand building initiative. So just building up that loyalty, building up um, follower accounts of your own, having a beautiful content library. And then of course, keeping an eye on the direct trackable sales. But there is a lot in between that we want to make sure our brands understand and account for so that they're looking at five to six data points that can tell the story of the impact of an influencer program instead of just looking at one. Well, and it it is, I'm really glad you brought up, you know, the the recessionary element within this, the, you know, the inflationary rises that we're seeing. At times like these brands often make the error of you, you, you know, you have to be clever with your marketing, but that doesn't mean turning off the top of funnel activity because you can't see a sale because then you'll just see all those returns on investment, all those cost per acquisitions get worse. So, So I'm really glad you made that point. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a lot of learnings from 2020. Candidly, when COVID first hit, there were a lot of people that said, we have to cut influencer. This time around, we're seeing budget cuts, but a lot of brands are understanding the landscape today. And they're saying, absolutely not. We need to keep influencer on. Even if people are hesitant to shop in this exact moment, it is critical for us to build up that reputation and make sure that our brand is still top of mind. And of course, the sales will come down the line, but cutting that off really can be very detrimental to a lot of businesses. Cool. Well, Magda, we're going to come back in a minute to uh, to get some, some tips on what's working right now. But before we do that, for anyone listening who's going, okay, ladies, I'm going to do it. I'm ready. You've convinced me now is the time. How does someone get started efficiently, effectively now in influencer marketing? I'm just going to add the extra layer to that. This is going out tail end of July. Who, If someone's prepping for Christmas sales, for holiday season sales, how do they set themselves up for success starting from zero at the moment? Yeah. So starting for, from zero, definitely the first step would just be to understand what your goals are by understanding your position in market. Are you a brand new business with a fairly small presence on social media? If that's the case, we want to kick off this holiday campaign really focused on building awareness and having that be the first splashy moment that everyone finds out that you exist. So think something like a blitz campaign. You work with 50 influencers. They're all posting their shopping haul on the same day. You're going to make a splash we're focused on those top of funnel engagement and impression metrics. Um, Let's say you're a brand that has been around for a while. You have a ton of brand recognition, a huge social presence. You're going to be able to set up a campaign focused more on the bottom of the funnel. Uh, Another example would be something like a furniture brand. Uh, If you're kicking off your holiday campaign and it's all around refreshing your, your living room or keeping your living room cozy, whatever it may be, tie an affiliate link to that, offer a discount, and you'll see the sales pouring in. So the first step is really, yeah, just understanding what your realistic goals should be based on where you are in market. And then generally, I suggest start with a group of 35 to 50 influencers. The beautiful thing about creators today is they know what to do. You can really lean into them for the creative ideation. Don't feel like you have to know exactly what this content is going to look like from day one. A lot of that can be filled in by them or by their agents. And if we're starting with 30 to 50, what sort of budget are we looking at for ignoring the affiliate link side of it? So there's mm-hmm. so any commission because that's coming straight off the sales. But how much might we be paying those guys up front? Because I see some people say just send product. I see others say you need to pay. How do we work out what budget we need to get going with this? It is the worst answer ever, but it depends. Uh, <laughs> I will give a better answer than that, though. Product definitely works, specifically if it's a very high value product. So think again, a new couch or new appliances for your kitchen. However, if it is a product that is more easily accessible, clothing, makeup, et cetera, you can still send product. Your expectations should just be a little bit lower on what to expect. Odds are an influencer, they love your product. They'll give you a shout out on Instagram story. If you want that confirmed content though, it is going to be in your best interest to do some upfront payment Budgets can vary. Any, you can have success anywhere from five to $15,000 for a campaign. We certainly have brands that are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on campaigns. But um, by going after more of the micro or nano type influencers, you can really stretch your budget far and also get some headway with free product only, given you know your product stands up on its own and is something that people are really excited about. Got you. And then um, 
as you've already mentioned, you know, we're talking about finding a whole pile of affiliates, keeping track of what they're doing, keeping track of paying them and any affiliate links. We're talking keeping track of the results. That is a full-time job in itself if we're trying to do it via spreadsheets and email. So I think one of the you know, when we say about graduating from the kiddie table to the adults table, one of the things is there are now software platforms that make all of this headache so much quicker to get going and less time consuming to to do, which Aspire is one of those. So can you tell us a little bit about the Aspire platform too, please? Absolutely. So Aspire really is designed to solve every problem and every step of working with influencers. We have tools to help brands find influencers, a CRM tool to manage that partnership, everything from the first communication to tracking product shipment to paying them out directly in the platform. And then the last piece, which is most important, is analyzing the results of all the content that goes live, looking at those social media metrics, engagement impressions, looking at sales data through affiliate links, stockpiling all the content. Um, But essentially, yeah, we, we are a tool designed to help with every single stage of working with influencers. And it really saves so much time. I think the biggest piece that I love about the platform is the discovery tool. So we have a couple different ways for brands to find influencers. We have a search tool where you can search through over 100,000 influencers across Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Pinterest, you name it, uh, and invite them to work with you. But then on the flip side, we have a creator marketplace. So there are thousands of creators that have opted in to sign into Aspire and they can browse through all of the campaigns that are live on the marketplace and then proactively apply. So this is a huge time saver for brands that say, hey, I know I want to work with influencers, but I don't even know where to start with inviting them. Let them come to you. Post that in the marketplace on a Friday and check check your inbox on Monday and you'll have a pretty good pipeline of people that are raising their hands to work with you. So having that, having both of those, like kind of the inbound and outbound option really makes a huge difference for brands. And fun fact, way back at my last company, uh, we used Aspire. So I I was, that's how I became, yeah, that's how I became familiar with it. I was just scrolling through Instagram to try to find creators to work with. And it was just a nightmare. I'm not the most organized of individuals. And then my boss was like, oh, like I heard about this tool, let's use it. And it completely changed the game for me and my program. Yeah, I'm just gonna say, those of you listening, you know I am someone who is a bit, you know, who has a, an unfortunate predelectation for trying to build things myself with sticky tape, uh, virtual sticky tape and spreadsheets and all the rest of it. This is not one of those instances. Uh, the right technology is gonna save you so much time, enable you to track results and saving time and tracking results well is a key thing to be doing in the coming six months, 12 months, 18 months as we go through these tighter times. Mm-hmm. And it gets you easy access to people who are actually interested in promoting you. Because if you take the scrolling through Instagram or scrolling through TikTok route, I reckon potentially a 50% response rate if you're lucky uh, because they're just not interested in doing it. I'd say probably even less than that. They are approached by so many brands on a regular basis. So you want to make sure that you have the ability to scale, there's certainly going to be fall off, whether you're using your own email or using a tool like Aspire, but just the scale that you're able to reach with automations like mass invite and and tools like that, automated emails, et cetera, it just makes it so much easier. 
Uh, the other thing that we provide that's really interesting for brands that are backed by Shopify is you can actually look through your customer data to find customers that also have something of an influential social following. We can see their follower count and the network that they are quote unquote influential on. And that is really incredible because the best partners are going to be ones that know about your brand already and cherry on top if they've actually tried your product and are a customer. Oh, I love that. That that relates so well to our earlier episode on partnering with your customers. Guys, this is why partnership marketing is so awesome because it just overlaps and overlaps and overlaps and overlaps. There's so much overlap. Yeah, you could have a customer that is posting on social media that's moving the needle in terms of just general buzz and awareness. That customer could also have an affiliate link. There is just so much overlap between customer, influencer, affiliate, ambassador. Uh, so it just it is really exciting because you're able to, again, save so much money by kind of combining a lot of these tactics with the goal of business growth and ultimately generating new customers that are going to have a higher LTV. Yeah. And that's what this whole partnership piece is about, finding better quality customers because that trust transfers from the influence of the customer, the et cetera, who's talking about you to you to accelerate that um, conversion process. Okay. Magda, I did promise the audience I would ask you this question before we uh, before we go into the the insider tip section, which is, what is working particularly well in twenty twenty two? What what awesome campaigns are you seeing? What clever tweaks on the on the plans are you seeing working well that that those who are starting out and those who are already deep into this should be giving a go to? Video content leveraging influencers to create video content and having them be able to audibly tell your brand story is really changing the game. It, we're moving away from these beautifully overly manicured photos with long captions about the brand and moving towards this more authentic, for lack of a better word, and raw selfie style videos of influencers just sharing their candid experience with the brand. And that is creating so much more trust that is ultimately leading to this high trust commerce experience between the brand and their end consumer. So video content, absolutely working well. The second thing that I would say is capitalizing on trends, uh, whether it's a trending sound on TikTok or whether it is just a trend that you're seeing in pop culture today, having your campaign be relevant to what's going on versus something, again, that's kind of in a silo really is helping with overall performance. And I'm just going to add, add into that. I love the fact you say capitalizing on trends because I know a lot of the ones go, oh God, not TikTok trends again. I don't understand it. That's what your influencers are for. <laughs> yes, they will. You could tell them, hey, pick a trend that you think your audience will love and craft content around it. And I can guarantee that it will be amazing. Um, yeah, we've just seen so many examples of TikTokers leverage trends in a way that just completely blew the brands away. Yeah, if you can't get your head around TikTok, just let your influencers do it for you. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Absolutely. Okay, Magda, that has been awesome thus far. We are now going to pause for a reminder of our sponsors and then we're going to talk about influencer marketing even more. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the email and SMS platform built just for e-commerce brands. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Klaviyo comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online Online store and tech stack. 
Request a demo at klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Okay, Magda, so far we've gone deep into a couple of elements of influencer marketing. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of it. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with what we've already talked about or anything else in the world of influencer marketing. So you ready for these? Yes. Okay, let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone, which I really, really hope we have, to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? They need to know where their customers are. Understanding which platform that you want to start on is going to be critical. If you're targeting more of a younger audience, of course, TikTok. If you're thinking that you're looking for that millennial, let's say new parent, that's going to be Instagram and Facebook. Figure out where your customers are and then figure out how influencers can reach that customer. I think another thing that is really important for people going into it is to understand that this I was uh, speaking with the team at HelloFresh and this was a quote from her. This is Mallory's quote, so I can't steal it. But she said that influencer acts as a column as well as a row in your marketing stack. So what I mean by that is the column is just the value of influencer. It is the pure value of that advertisement on social media. The row is all the other ways that influencer can help your other marketing and performance channels. So leveraging influencer content for your paid ads to lower cost per acquisition, taking a blog post at an influencer row and using that to pitch PR to gain more traction, bringing an influencer into your product development team to give feedback. Uh, having that mindset going into the program and understanding that there's so much more than just one post on social and there's other ways that influencers can provide value is going to set you up for the utmost success. And, you know, getting your other team members on board is just an added bonus. I love that. A column and a row. Um, Now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve the performance of your influencer marketing activity? So I would say... There's, there's a number of different things to look at here when it comes to performance. I would say that if this is newbie advice, you want to look at continuing to improve on impressions and engagements. So looking at analytics, let's say at the three-month mark, and let's say you're able to hit 10 million impressions, what you can do is you can figure out, okay, how many more influencers would I need to work with or how many more posts would need to go live to double that? So starting with those metrics and then just adding in more partnerships or adding in more pieces of content per partnership accordingly is really going to help you out. Then down the line, as you're focused on more of an affiliate sales strategy, looking at what types of individuals are driving the most in sales and then kind of narrowing your program in to find more of those top performers. Let's say you anticipated that TikTok was going to be the biggest sales driver, but it actually came from a handful of blog posts. Let's go find more bloggers. I love that. Let the data lead you in the right direction, which is so often the answer to this question. Um, If someone listening wants to learn more about influencer marketing, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend? Absolutely. Uh, Our community. So shameless plug, Aspire has a Slack community called The Coffee Shop. You can sign up for it uh, through our website. It is just aspire.io and you will see a link to join our community on Slack. We have over 900 marketers. We have different channels based on different interests. I'm in that channel answering questions all the time. And it is really great just to see all the brainstorming that happens around not only influencer, but paid social, organic social, community building, affiliate marketing. So definitely recommend joining that. Oh, that is a 
top tip for loads of great advice there. So thank you for that. So that was the coffee shop Slack community available via aspire.io. Finally, crystal ball time, Magda. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for? Live shopping uh, on social media. So we are seeing a lot of this popping up. We are seeing this as a strategy that already has worked really well for some of the early adopters. But brands partnering with influencers for, think, home shopping network style uh, experiences. And I'll, I'll give one specific example. Let's say it is a clothing brand. Have an influencer go live, try on different pieces from the brand. And during that try on haul, those items are available for purchase with one tap. It is Live shopping is huge uh, in China and Based on the trends that we're seeing, I definitely think this is something that's going to take off even more than it already has here. So keep live shopping on your radar, specifically looking at uh, TikTok and Instagram. Nice. There's a good tip. Um, Magda, thank you so much for everything you've shared so far. Could you please now let the listeners know where they can find you and your business, please? Absolutely. So thank you so much for having me. Uh, If you want to connect, I can be reached just at strategy at aspireiq.com. You can also learn more about Aspire again on our website, aspire.io. Also connect with me on LinkedIn, just Magda Hawala. I would love to chat more about influencer strategy. Excellent. Well, Magda, thank you so much for being on the Keep Optimizing podcast. You've been so generous sharing so much amazing advice. Um, I can't believe we've only been doing this for half an hour. Um, So thank you so much for being on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. So just loving uh, Magda's enthusiasm there. There's so much potential in influencer marketing at the moment. And you are, you would be missing a trick if you aren't using software to help you um, manage it because you've got the time saving, you've got the fact it deals with a whole load of the stuff you just don't want to have to deal with, the tracking, the finance, etc. just does it all for you, helps you find them, which is going to save you aeons of time, quite frankly. And the bit we didn't get into when we were chatting there is how... We, you know, this whole month we're talking about the trust transfer between partners. If you are doing it via a platform like Aspire, then the uh, the influencers who are already signed up to Aspire know you really mean business because you are part of that same network with them. You're all part of that Aspire platform, so that you know makes them that little bit more likely to 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 take part in your your campaign because a they're being serious about it themselves because they sign up to a platform and they know you are because you're on that platform. They know this is going to go somewhere. So highly recommend um, using some software to manage this. And, and you know, if you're going to be going in this, this route, make sure you're getting it a, to help the rest of your marketing as well. You really are missing a trick if you're not agreeing with the influencers that you can take their content and use it in your ads, use it in your campaigns. Hugely powerful. We covered um, it in the UGC Facebook ads episode we did with Antoine a couple of weeks back, but it works across the rest of your marketing too. There is a lot more to be gained than just those those sales that get through to get through and track to your website. Okay. You can find the links to everything we discussed, the full transcript of the episode, important notes and more at keepoptimizing.com. You can also use our special direct to episode links. Just put keepopt.com forward slash episode number 
into the URL bar and you will go straight to the correct page on the website for this very episode. Once you get to the website, make sure you add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other stuff we're sharing to help you improve your business. There you can also sign up to our monthly Q&A webinar because as part of my mission to help you improve your marketing, I've invited all of our partnership marketing specialists to join us for a live Q&A session where you can get your questions answered. To access that, go to keepoptimizing.com and click on the webinar tab. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. I know your time is precious at the moment, getting all that prep done for uh, for Q4. And if you're in the the Northern Hemisphere, uh, dealing with the children during the summer holidays, I know time is precious. So I really appreciate the fact you've tuned in to listen. Our whole set of episodes about partnership marketing is live right now for you to listen to. So please do dive in and find that partnership method that's going to work for you. Make sure you tune in next Wednesday too, because we're going to be starting our next series and we're not focusing in on just one marketing method next month. No, instead I've lined up five shows where we're getting into the things you need to know to get sorted before the holiday season. I will have come up with a better title by the time it goes live. And the reason we're doing that is because even if you ignore the economic situation at the moment, an awful lot's changed this year. There's a lot of, an awful lot of stuff you need to be on top of. So I wanted to do a month where we kind of give you the stuff you need to care about rather than the things which are just being noisy and distracting you. Because there's a lot of stuff being talked about you don't need to worry about. So we're kind of going to help you cut through all of that noise, reduce the size of your to-do list and focus in on the five biggest and most important topics you need to know about. I've found some awesome guests to take us through each of those. And what we're going to be covering to give you a bit of a sneaky preview is pricing, Google Analytics 4, inflation, recession, et cetera, et cetera, and what you really need to do about it rather than the crazy stuff, some of the crazy stuff I've seen being shared, uh, marketing basics to get your house in order ready for the coming season, um, and those recent Shopify updates, which should you care about, which should you ignore. And I'm sure there'll be a few other bits and bobs too as I get chatting with the guests. In a year like this, I can't promise you a perfect holiday season, but if you listen and take action to our next five episodes, you'll go into it well set up with more confidence, less fear and a much smaller to-do list. So make sure you're subscribed to us or following us on your favourite podcast player so you catch all those episodes. And if you know someone else who's busy plotting their plans for the rest of the year, please do let them know we're going to be covering it because this show exists to help you and them improve their marketing. Have a brilliant week and make sure you listen next time so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z.